was our sad girl era just winter? Yeah. I feel like we did drink a lot of tea in the winter. The start of my sad girl era, I feel like, was um, when Midnight's was released. Because also, like, when I hear that, I get, mm-hmm. not in a sad way, but I do get taken back to my sad girl era. Mm. But I'm still excited for winter to come back. I know, because I, when I, I feel said guilty. winter, When I said winter just then, I said, <gasps> I, yeah, because, well, originally I was just feeling excited for fall to come back because I'm ready for, like, you know, the smell in the air. I'm ready to bake with apple and pumpkin. I want to go to an orchard this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready. I'm ready to wear my sweater again, but, like, without a coat. Um, but, yeah, then I saw that TikTok the other day about Christmas in Chicago, and now I'm excited for Christmas, too. Yeah, I'm so – I'm just excited. Well, I guess fall and winter is just cozy. I'm mm-hmm. just excited for co- – it's hot. It's hot as hot as heck. Yeah, it is hot. It's hot. It's sticky. There's bugs everywhere. I'm sick and tired of the bugs. But I'm also, like, I also want to enjoy it while it is here. Like, I want to go to the beach a few more times. I yeah. want to play outside. Once our sunburns are healed, um, we're going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy um, the, the prolonged sunlight. Mm. Because the darkness is what really got us down. Does you in. Yeah. I think that also, I'll enjoy our patio in the fall. Yes. I love sitting outside in the fall with a little sweater. Yeah. That could be good. Having a little, like, squash out there. But some squash. Some You're just going to eat some squash? Like, squash is very fall. Maybe some pumpkin bread. Okay. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I We need to wash those pillow cushions. Stat. Because I've been putting it off because I didn't know where, if the plumbers are coming back. But at this point, it's I, it, I can't be out of commission much longer. Yeah, I want to, like, sweep out there again, too. This is now just, we're just doing housekeeping on the pod. <laughs> this is business meeting. <laughs> I want to sweep out there again. Yeah. But I'm also, like, then does that broom become an outside broom because it's sewage water? I think I think we should invest in an outside, not invest, but, like, I think we should get an outside broom. We might need or to maybe be... just make my broom that we have right now the outside broom and get a new broom to be an indoor broom. What's your broom? Just the one we have. That's my broom. Isn't it? I thought it was my broom. That's my broom. <laughs> I thought it was my broom. I had that broom in Charlotte, North Carolina. I thought I had that broom in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> my broom i wish you knew where it was so we could have an outdoor indoor broom i thought that was my broom huh because i remember literally like stand correct when i was sweeping the patio i said as long as i've had this broom i never knew that it did this and then i pressed that button and when you were sweeping out there i said i can't believe you see my broom outdoors (laughs) and i wasn't even thinking about it because i thought oh this is my broom huh you really thought that I mean, not like in like um, I wasn't I wasn't like harvesting it. Yeah, no, but I was just like, okay, using my broom outdoors. You know, I was using my broom outdoors. But I think we need to be taking a trip to Home Depot anyway because I'm a rat power washer. I think before we do that, (laughs) this is really just turning into housekeeping. Before we do that, though, you should email our landlord and say, "Do you have one?" Mm, I'm trying to power wash. Yeah, stat. He owns so many properties, I feel like he does, and if he's not willing to come out here himself, he should at least let you borrow his power washer. Yeah, it's the least that he could do with what he's put us through. Mm -hmm. And the names he's called us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's called us backed up constipated diarrhea girl. And he's also called you Edward. (laughs) (laughs) He's called us so many things. (laughs) Also, one last housekeeping, we need to get more soap for the bathroom. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to get spray. Maybe we should walk over to Target on Division today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get creamer while I'm there. Mm. 
Now that that's figured out. Thank you for listening to our grocery list. Um, Something you have to buy a lot of groceries for is camping, actually. Welcome back to Cousin Time. Jessica and Cameron... One more time. <laughs> Jessica and Cameron... Where's the, where's the first line? <laughs> Fuck, man! <laughs> uh-huh. Welcome back to Cousin Time. <laughs> Welcome back to Cousin Time. Cameron is <laughs> our college friends turned post-grad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and ruminate on building fires, surviving in the wilderness, and being naked and afraid. Yeah, we are bear girls. And we are also camping girls. So I said bear... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm tracking now. I thought you said we're bear girls. Like, we are. You have to stop. I mean, we are also that. We're everything. And more. But I was referencing. What's that show that he did? Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. Which is what I said. I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, you've done your fair share of camping. Yeah. As far as getting paid to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the woods. I've spent some time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've enjoyed probably like 55% of it. That's more than half. Meh. The majority. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a really fun way to spend time outside is in a hammock. That's mm-hmm. always true. But sleeping in that hammock, that's pretty Rock-a-bye, nice. Rock-a-bye, baby. Rock-a-bye, baby. I saw a TikTok the other day for this new product that if I was more of a bear girl, I would maybe need. And it's like a hammock tent. So like inside of it, it's actually like padded and it's like a bed, but it's also strung up between the trees. So you're still rocking, but it's a bed, so it's flat. Because you know when you're in your hammock and you're kind of like... A banana. Yeah. Um, and then it also has a little roof. Wow. And I just think that is so... I would sleep like an angel in there. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about being so swaddled, mm. I enjoy. You so love, I wonder if it would be different. I love a tight space. You love a tight space. You love compression. I, I'm going to invest in a weighted blanket. This Well, I don't know if I can invest in anything right now. But as soon as I'm in a place to do so, yeah. I'm going to invest in a weighted blanket. How much weight to your blanket? As heavy as they make them. Oh my god. Smother me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be really good for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going to say sleeping in a hammock I think is ideal. Because also, putting together a tent is so much work. Mm -hmm. Have you ever put together a tent, girls? Because it's so hard. It's so hard. You have to have some helping hands. Mm -hmm. I also remember there was various times growing up um, where we would go camping in our backyard, and that was also so fun to me because we had all the luxuries of indoor plumbing, mm-hmm. but all of the fun of camping. Yeah. We should camp on our patio. I don't know if that's the safest choice. Yeah, that's true. Um, and we don't have a tent. No, oh, that's also true. Or sleeping bags. That's also true. One time I went hammock camping. Mm-hmm. I was like 15 or 16. I was like definitely, I must have been like, I couldn't drive yet, but I was in high school. And that's too much info. And um, I was going camping with some friends. And we were going to, like, go up on top of this mountain that one of their grandparents owned in camp. So mm-hmm. just in our hammocks. But it was, like, a somewhat controlled environment. Mm-hmm. And my parents were a little hesitant 
uh, to the choices we would make up there. So I had to really convince them. Mm-hmm. After trial and tribulation, they said, you can go, okay? And I went up, and we had a fine PG responsible girl night, okay? PG? What did you do up there? What do you mean? It wasn't G? Okay, it was PG because we probably discussed high school. Okay, fine. Um, I was going to get something a little more. No, there, there was nothing juicy about it. We, like, roasted hot dogs over a fire. We chit, we chat, and mm-hmm. we slept in our mm-hmm. hammocks. Um, it sounds so tame. It was so tame. And then I get home the next morning, and after all the hard work I had done to convince my parents to trust me, they said, your phone, like they had Life360, and it showed that I went like a mile down the road from like 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. And I didn't. Like none of us no. did. We were literally all slept, rock by baby in our hammocks all night long. But I was like, I have no, like, I don't know why Life sixty Life 360 is doing this to me. I have no proof otherwise because none of the other girls, like, had it on their phones to be, like, literally everyone else was here. And, I mean, I guess they believed me when I just told them I didn't or they just decided to, like, give me benefit of the doubt because I didn't get in trouble. All you had was your word. But all I had was my word, my honor, my scout's, what's it, scout's oath. Something. Scout's honor. Scout's honor. Mm-hmm. And... I was so stressed because I was like, I'm never going to get to do anything again. But alas, I did. But Life360, if you're listening, can I get some sort of compensation? Yeah, for emotional damage. Emotional damage, emotional turmoil. So paint me the picture. You walk in post-camping. You have that forest glow Mm -hmm. and your parents are just... No, so I come home. I come home post camping. I think I like went upstairs to like unpack my bag or something, and then my mom says, "Come to my bedroom." And she's laying on her bed, and she's got Life Three Hundred and Sixty. And like, okay, the thing about my mom too is, I well, I didn't really ever get in trouble. So like, I don't really know what she would look like if I was getting in trouble. But she didn't really like look threatening, you know? Like, yeah. She was like literally laying on her bed, on her tummy, legs up in the air, kicking them. <laughs> I love that for her. Saying. Mm. how come life 360 is saying this mm-hmm. i don't remember my dad being there um but obviously they had had a conversation right right and i said <sighs> and immediately i get my phone and i say sos girls does anyone have a location tracking device on their phone that can prove otherwise yeah and all mike's friend said Mm-mm, no and so i just said i promise yeah that's all you had girl to girl didn't happen didn't happen yeah. that would be scarring especially for a girl like you who never experienced any kind of trouble because one thing i do is respect the rules yeah the law and external rules and a whole lot of internal rules Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um not related to your camping story but something i'm remembering we did go camping not like a lot it wasn't like every weekend we were in the woods but like i do remember going camping a fair bit especially in the fall um like when it was a little bit more chilly like summer camping yes but like that summer there's like a sweet spot Mm -hmm. we'd be deep in the woods doing our thing but one thing about my mom is she like every girl has to use the bathroom she wasn't so keen on the whole like going to the bathroom in the woods thing that's actually shocking knowing what i know of your mom i feel like she'd be like I do that every day. I think she's, it's grown on her or she's a little more, you know, I just, I, what I remember, she's very, she's very brave. Mm -hmm. But what I remember was her making my dad basically build her a little like toilet in the woods, but I'm not talking just like digging a hole. Like she made him buy a toilet seat to have like a cushion for her bum. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is so powerful of her. No, she's everything and he's just Ken. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I remember we had one of those tents where it was like there was like a main room and then like two little compartments on the, the side. The bedrooms. The bedrooms. And that was just also so fun having my own little room. I loved I'm like probably nine, ten, going into my little camping bedroom saying, This is my house now. This is where I live. Let me make this space my own. No, and the way And hanging my little lantern. When you're nine or ten and in a camping vestibule like mm-hmm. that, the way your imagination takes off. It's never more vivid. Never more vivid. I'm walking through those trees imagining. Yeah. I, okay, wait. I have to go back to your mother requiring a toilet seat. Okay, yeah. When she told your father that this was a, like, on her rider, what did he say? I, I guess he said yes. But, like, was there any mockery or was it just like, yes, ma'am? I can't, I, I can't remember those details. I just remember the bathroom. I remember when we were at our campsite, there was the bathroom. When your parents are here next week, I will be asking them about this because I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do also have a pretty traumatic camping story. Trigger warning, blood. Okay. Oh. Here's what happened. My whole family, we were going camping. Maybe we were just hiking, but I know, I feel like we were camping. We were in the woods. And it was like my family, my, I think my, my granddaddy was there, and my aunt my uncle their kids we were out there in the woods we were coming back to the to to civilization and we were all kind of spread out on the trail i was on the my leader of the pack behavior so i was like kind of going ahead i think with like a cousin or two not you but um then my aunt's dog her name was joker she's no longer with us not because of this but she was also off leash, ugh, running ahead. And then I've never been so scarred. Maybe I have told you this saga before. I've never been so scarred as when I'm bursting through the trees. Joker bursts through the trees and gets hit by a car. <gasps> yeah, a truck. Wait, why do I feel like you told this story in the Halloween episode? Is it Halloween related? I don't think so. You told some traumatic story <laughs> in the opening episode. Maybe this one. I don't know. But, yeah, that was a camping traumatic story. And I said, <gasps> what, ha- like, what happened after? She lost her leg. Oh and I remember it happening. And then my auntie came saying, no! And then I remember my Uncle Sean. I think maybe, maybe some of these pieces of the story I'm and making up in my head as I go but what I remember in my traumatized child brain was running to the bloody spot on the road the man in the truck being like I'm so sorry my uncle Sean it was honestly giving soul surfer (laughs) Joker Bethany Hamilton same girl same girl same journey same trauma because my uncle Sean was like wrapping her body in his shirt just like what happened to Bethany Hamilton and that attractive man (laughs) (laughs) who are you talking about her friend's dad oh who played him was that dennis quaid i need to look that up i'll be looking that up later and maybe watching soul surfer later i can't watch that movie (laughs) why i'll never go near water again yeah you've never seen it you've seen seen it it several times i've read the book more than once it kind of like sometimes i get like traumatic fixations i sometimes i i'm i feel like i do have like a deep emotional attachment to that movie because sometimes I'm like the only thing that I can literally do right now is watch Soul Survivor. <laughs> it's debilitating. <laughs> and then I do it. Uh-huh. And maybe this is why because of Joker and Bethany Hamilton. Yeah, you feel like seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Joker's wrapped up. Her leg is 
not fully attached to her body. Oh my god. And we throw her in the back of my Auntie Kim's truck. I don't think I was in the car at that point, but I remember seeing Joker in the back of the truck. Bloody. Going to the emergency vet? Going to the emergency vet for her emergency amputation. Oh my god. But she lived. And then was there any follow-up from the perpetrator? I can't remember those details. I mean, was it all like an accident? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, Joker was off leash. Joker was kind of in the wrong. (laughs) But like she didn't know any better. Which leg was it? A back leg. Back left? Back right? I can't remember. Joker's been not with us for a while. Not because of this, but for other reasons. But I just remember, so Joker was my aunt's dog, and then we had our dog, Zach, who was Joker's brother, like, from the same litter. And I remember the first time Zach saw Joker post-amputation, he was just... Did he understand? I mean, he realized her leg was gone. <laughs> he was looking at yeah, it, not what being happened. there. That, that's between them. Mm-hmm. I don't know those details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a core memory of mine. Oh, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. What was it like that night? Y'all just went back to your tents and said goodnight? Well, we were leaving. This oh, was that the was end. the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we all said, God, I hope she lives. Um, I feel like I've maybe told a bit of one of my traumatic camping stories on the pod before. I can't remember. But I'll give you the extended version. Okay. Um, it's when I went to Girl Scout camp in fifth grade. Okay. And... I think there's a picture of me, like, <laughs> pre-trauma that I would love to dig up and post because I look like I'm a, it was, mind you, this is like 48 hours, this is the weekend, it's Friday afternoon to Sunday morning. I, like, I'm about to go to war. Like, <laughs> I'm standing in the parking lot of this camp, like, very structured camping experience, mm-hmm. backpack on, tied around my waist, bandana, sunscreen, bug spray, bottles of water, sun, like, was I Was this, like, the way that you're mother and father prepped you or was this self-inflicted i don't i don't remember the lead up i'd like to get those details i just know i am i look like i'm about to i'm going somewhere for more than one day Mm -hmm. okay one day two nights Mm -hmm. and this is also girl scout camping like i don't know we were sleeping in tents yeah but like i feel like i got my hands on a bathroom so we we had a whole cafeteria to go to (laughs) (laughs) and i I did not make it more than 24 hours. My mom had to come collect me. I a call from the nurse. And <laughs> did that happen to any other girls? I if I think I was the first to go. If there were more, I don't know about it. I think it was a corroboration of first things. First fallen soldier. Um I just remember that I think what started it maybe was that night something about being in the woods, being unplugged. I had no no internal clock. And so my friend and I, we are sharing a tent. We woke up at God knows what hour. And we said, good morning. And we started making plans for our classroom that we ran back home. We had our neighborhood classroom. We were was in there. this girl that you shared a tent with? Your co-teacher? <laughs> yeah. Have you, you've told that story at the pod, right? Yeah, I think so. But we were in there session planning. We were dreaming big. Probably talking way too loud for, I think it must have been like 3 a.m. Because we were like up for a solid two hours. Like, we session planned for an hour, and then we were playing card games. Like, we were just, like, living our life. Do you have, like, a life. notepad for your lesson plans? I don't know. Who I, are your students? My sister and another girl in the neighborhood. Um, And we were just in there chatting, playing games, having fun. We had our lantern lights. And then um, one of the moms comes, and she rips open our tent. And she's like, girls, go to sleep. And, like, this was, like, obviously, like, we were wrong. But it was totally innocent fun. Like, we weren't trying to be up in the middle of the night. No, like, you didn't. We were such Was it planning. dark? It was so dark. And you said, it must be morning. I hadn't spent 
many nights out in the woods. I didn't know what time the sun rose. But if you were running a schoolhouse, you should know that darkness is night. I know, but also sometimes the sun doesn't rise till like 7. And so I, we thought maybe it's almost that time. Oh, it's like 6 a.m. Yeah. But it's probably like 3. I just, when she yelled at us and she made us go back to sleep, she took our lantern. She said, go to sleep. You're and you felt like you so were in trouble. Bad. We were in so much trouble. There's no consequence, but we were in so much trouble. And then, but it must have been like literally 3 a.m. Because when we went back to sleep, we didn't wake up for a good long while. And then we woke mm-hmm. up. And then I think I was so flustered by that experience that I started to have physiological reactions. <laughs> Those physiological reactions included heat rash. <laughs> what? got a heat rash from someone telling you to stop talking to I think the night? I was so stressed that my immune system got suppressed and then when I was out in the sun all day heat rash so many mosquito bites I was so swollen a terrible terrible sunburn I got allergic to something what happened to your sunscreen did you use it I guess I wasn't applying it well enough mm-hmm. I got allergic reaction to something I threw up my dinner and then the nurse said we're gonna call your mom and then I remember they called my mom and she came and she got me and I think I hadn't eaten the whole time I was out there. Either that or I had like given myself the illusion that I hadn't eaten because I felt like I was on Survivor or something, <laughs> even though it's very structured. So you went to the cafeteria, you had your lunch, you said, oh my god, I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> like, I don't, and then I like we went to like either like a, bur- it was a Wendy's, and we sat there and I remember being like, my first meal back on land. <laughs> and I ate these and then she said, you're going to have a new cousin. Because somebody was having a kid. And she thought that would cheer me up uh-huh. in that moment. And I did. Like, it was so excited. And then I just remember, I'm never camping again. Like, it's just not, it's not meant for me. Yeah. Wow. Because I, when you, when you started off as, I was the first girl who left Girl Scout camp, I thought that in and of itself was self-inflicted. Like, I thought you said, I need to go home. What can I do to get sent home? But you actually were in the thick of it (laughs) was unwell and then I remember also being just like wildly homesick which I had definitely been away from home for more hours than I had been at that point but I think battling the elements makes a girl miss home right not in your bed she misses her bed she misses her air conditioning she misses her three meals a day Mm -hmm. (laughs) she wasn't eating in the woods she misses her shower yeah and that's when I knew I'm not I'm not made for roughing it yeah I'm not either I'm more high maintenance than I think yeah and it takes an experience like that to know that. Because that's where you find out what you're made of. Right. And I learned I'm not made of much. <laughs> I think that I could be made for glamping. Yeah. That could be a good time. Not like, because my parents have, they recently got their, like, um, trailer, mm-hmm. their little camper trailer, and they love to take that thing on the road. But I want to do glamping, like, with the fancy tent. Like, I don't want to live in a little trailer. Yeah. A little camper trailer. I want to have a fancy tent and all of the luxuries that come with it. Because, okay, the trailer, my grandparents have one that they travel in a lot, like an RV. Oh, yeah. And I've always been like, I want to do that, like, in my retirement. Like, that's so nice. But then I see the amount of work my grandpa has to do day in and day out to keep that RV running. Mm-hmm. The setup and the dismount. Mm-hmm. Not unless he's coming with me. Mm, I will mm-hmm. not be doing that. No. I don't know how to. Also, driving an RV. No, this is where I'm going to utilize weaponized incompetence. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, but I do think glamping could be something. What I really want here. Here's what I really want. Like, glamping, but, like, it's put on by a company. Like, I walk up. The glamping tents are out. I get to go to put some cucumbers on my eyes, say, wow, I'm in the woods. I get a massage. leave in the morning and I'm done. Like, yeah. that's the kind of camping I want. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do like hammock camping, though, because I feel like without the tent set up and for just one night, it's so that's easy. a bad little vibe. We should yeah. do that this fall. I agree. Go um, somewhere. Yeah, because you just, you can just, it's it's also, you pack so light, you just have your little backpack with your hammock, your a little pillow, maybe. Maybe a blanket. And you're good. Yeah. Some snacks. Easy peasy. I remember one time we went camping. It was, like, three of our family friends and, like, the kids and the dads of all of them. And I think we went a little bit too close into that winter boundary because it was, like, late November. And so at night it got really cold. Mm. And we had, like, high-tech sleeping bags. But Natalie's, I guess, like, the zipper broke. And so it wasn't keeping in any of the heat. And at this point in time, Natalie was, like, so so young, so little, so itty-bitty she was going to pass away yeah if she didn't have her heat insulated so i remember in the middle of the night i switched with her mm-hmm. but then i had no heat <laughs> i was i to this day i think that's like the coldest i've ever been like i cannot imagine a time where i was more cold and i just feel like the hours were just i was you know like where i feel like time isn't passing You're yeah like, will the sun rise yeah <laughs> <laughs> release me from my misery yeah that's how it felt oh wow you could have had a hypothermia no i probably did oh my god you're so brave okay let's do our aqua notes Honestly, our aquanotes kind of coincides with this a little. Because Girls Got Camp humbled me. Yeah. We've been humbled by camping, and our aquanotes this week are things that humble us. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I guess, camping. Camping. The elements. Life 360. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, but there's other things that humble me, and I'm going to say it. At times, it was hard to think of things because not a lot humbles me. Mm-hmm. But a few things that do, the ocean. In what way? I think I, lo- I love to swim. Love to swim at the beach. But I've really enjoyed swimming at our lake beach because it's not as threatening. I feel I have so much respect for the ocean because I don't I don't know her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who all is in there. Mm-hmm. We haven't explored it enough for me to trust it. And therefore, the vastness of the ocean and the makes me feel so small. Mm-hmm. So insignificant. Well, and one thing about the ocean is she's in control, and you don't like to be out of control. <laughs> the ocean's unforgiving. Like, a tsunami? A oh hurricane? my god. Even just, like, the when the waves get you, you know what I mean? High tide. <laughs> Not high tide, but yes. But that thing that happens... A riptide? I don't know. Let me finish my sentence and then tell me what it is. When the waves... You almost get, like, caught under them, and then you can't come back out. I think that's a riptide. Maybe it is. Lady running <laughs> down to the riptide, taking a walk to the wild side. Maybe it is. Any oceanographers out there, let us know. Um, another thing that humbles me is math. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me. And just, I'm going to throw this in there, too, while we're on this subject of school subjects. Grammar. Grammar is so humbling mm-hmm. to me. And spelling. Wow, maybe I'm humbled and by a lot of things. geography. <laughs> geography. And you run the schoolhouse. Yeah, wow. Grammar, I really have a hard time with. And when I was teaching grammar last year, I would get so, one, I don't understand the rules of grammar. But then two, I'm like, the comma just goes there. It just makes sense. When you say it, you need a comma there. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't understand how to tell you why that is. I just know that it is. Um, and then spelling is just so hard for me. I don't understand how to do it. And I feel like I've told this part on the top podcast before, but when I would be having to write things on my board, sometimes I'd have to pull my phone out and Google the words before I put it up there Uh as I'm standing at my smart board. 
and that's really humbling. Um, and then geography. I don't know where things are. Mm-hmm. And how dare you expect me to? No, because that's not your business. No, no. But unfortunately, this year I'm going to be teaching geography. And updates to come on that, I'm sure, humbling experience. Yeah. But grammar is off my hands, so you win some, you lose some. The word reminiscence consistently humbles me. Because I have to spell that word, like, every other day when I do my work. Reminiscence? Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, reminiscent, but, like... Like, to past? reminisce. Like, you know, session goals today were providing opportunities for reminiscence. Oh! Um... I could not even tell you. I and I finally, I think after about six years of including this word in my session notes, have learned how to spell it. But it is, I, I couldn't tell you. My fingers just know where to go, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, pregnancy. I don't, I, I don't even know. If I, I don't think I need to say anymore. That's, yeah. how do women do that? Yeah. We're the most powerful creatures in America. Probably the world. Sunburn. That'll knock a girl down. That will knock a girl down, and it'll knock a girl up. <laughs> Explain the second one. I don't know. I just felt fitting. Um, it's marvelous to me how the sun can cause that kind of damage. And lasting damage and painful damage. And, yeah, that's all. Pronunciation. I constantly stumble with this one. I constantly am called out by my peers and mm-hmm. my superiors. <laughs> I'm the peer. <laughs> And I constantly am just feeling so self-conscious whenever I want to try out a new word. There's been a few lately that, like, oh, like where it was just kind of like a back-to-back-to-back of words that you were really saying that I didn't know that was a way to say it. Like what? I'm trying to remember. Well, of course, there's the Dobby Dobby Gate. <laughs> but there's another one. <sighs> It'll just have to happen the next time you say it. Well, here's the thing, too. I feel like correcting somebody on their pronunciation, like, no one ever wants to do it. No. But it's like telling somebody that they have food in their teeth. It's like, you almost have to, but then I get worried that because I do it so often, like, my friends don't want to always be hammering on me, so then they just stop saying it. And then I'm like, oh my god, what am I saying that I'm making a complete fool of myself about? If it makes you feel better, I've corrected you every time I hear you say something that I question. Thank you. Thank you for speaking up. (laughs) Making rice. Oh, my God. I consider myself an average cook. Like, I'm not burning everything I make, but I'm not, like, superior. But rice, it it should be in the simpler end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I just have yet to master rice. Mm -hmm. Um, In my five-year plan, I do purchase a rice rice maker. So hopefully that will solve things, but I just can never get it quite right. The rice that I made the other day turned out so good. It looked so fluffy. But... You saw the journey to get there. Oh, in the aftermath. Yeah. I think, I think that I just, like, because I know you're supposed to do, like, the two-one ratio, mm-hmm. and I know you're supposed to, like, not touch it, not stir it, just, like, let it do its thing, but then when it does its thing, it, it bubbles out sometimes. Yeah. Because you're supposed to, like, boil it forever, but, like, then it goes out. And if you're not stirring it, how is the rice on the bottom going to become the same level of cooked as the rice on the top? Yeah. You know, I just really need to get a rice maker. I do think the way that I did it this past time, all the pieces were there. I just didn't time it exactly right. Mm-hmm. Still turned out delish. And I added some garlic and salt. Mm. Um, Another thing that humbles me is... I'll be censoring their name. But this is a... um. <laughs> banana bread company that I applied to work at and I was rejected 
seven minutes after I sent in my resume cover letter and application, not with an automatic reply, (laughs) with a personalized email, seven minutes. But if you subtract the time it took to send that email through cyberspace and to craft that email, that means she looked over my application in what, three and a half minutes? If that. But what did the email say? It said, hi, Cameron. (laughs) Thank you for sending. I mean, it wasn't like personalized. Like it didn't say this is why you don't get the job, but it wasn't an automatic thing. But it was like, hi, Cameron, thanks for sending this. Um, we're, we've decided to go with more experienced and qualified candidates. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it, I was not qualified or experienced, but but I do love banana bread. Mm-hmm. And it was a startup, and one of their bullet points was like, has experience or is passionate and will get experience. And I was like, that's me. Passionate. And will get experience. Quick learner. Yeah. Adept. Yeah. Team player. They did me. not even give you a thought. They did not give the time of day. No. And I want to know what was so off-putting. Yeah. I wish they made it more personalized. Mm. All right. Next I have sending risky emails. Mm. You, I know this one. You know this one. Um, But like sending an email that you're like, I think, well, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, okay, I don't feel like I'm a people pleaser all the time, but I feel like when I'm sending an email to someone who I'm either trying to, like, get something from or who is, like, a superior, I want to come across a certain way, and I feel like I'm very good at coming across whatever way I want in person, but sending an email, I just never know. Right. And I feel like I've gotten better at it, especially my time at the law firm, because I only communicated with periods, never an exclamation yeah. mark. But sometimes sending a risky email, the way that that makes you feel is so humbling. Because it's powerless. Power, which is hard for me. It's hard for you. And I think part of it is like you're not doing it in person, so you don't get to say it and you don't get to witness like facial expressions, body language, and immediate language communication back. It's just out. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait for a response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also have roller coasters. And for me, I think this is really just like any kind of movement that I'm not in control of because I'll throw up. <laughs> Once again, a movement I'm not in control of. But I'm going to send this episode to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get so nauseous. Like even sometimes just in your car to go to Trader Joe's, I'm like, I'm going to vom. Okay. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Well, my next one is city driving. (laughs) Maybe it is you. (laughs) Not so much like in our neighborhood, but like in the loop, like downtown, people are so aggressive. There's a million different lanes to be in. Mm -hmm. There's so much honking. Um, I, it just humbles me because there's so much sensory input and I only have two hands, two eyes. There's only so much a girl can do. Yeah. And then finally, Trader Joe's small talk. I have never once said anything at a Trader Joe's or to a Trader Joe's employee that I'm proud of. (laughs) I've never once felt like I get to convey the full charisma, excellence, and magic that is me. Really? In a Trader Joe's. I feel the exact opposite. About me or about you? About me. (laughs) I just, yeah. I feel like I've seen you, I've seen you do some good ones. I just feel like no matter what I say in there, it's like... Like, okay, I feel like I'll have back and forth experiences where, like, I talk to a Trader Joe's employee who's, like, so, so cool. It's intimidating, and so I'm not doing my best work. So then the next time I go, I'm, like, I hype myself up to turn it on, and I go up to the cashier, and I'm, like, making jokes and, like, talking, 
and they're not giving it back. Like, they just want to be at their job. Mm-hmm. You just never know what kind of employee you're going to get there. Whether it's, it's somebody so where it's, Is it their job or is it their passion? Yeah. You yeah. never know. And then you don't know <laughs> what... Because one thing about me is I'm going to make my personality whatever you want it to be. But if I don't know what you want it to be, how am I supposed to make my personality? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because I... I, I don't have that skill. Mm. I What you see is what you get. And I, I love Trader Joe's small talk because I can just... It's the thrill of I can say whatever I want to and walk away. And that was fun. Yeah. I love I love a little chit chat for a moment. And that'll haunt me. <laughs> it's so but I I wouldn't want to do this to a Trader Joe's employee because like I have so much respect for them. But I think that it would be so fun to just say outlandish things mm-hmm. like, Oh, what are you what are you doing later? Oh, I'm moving to Oklahoma. One time I did say that before we moved here, I went to Trader Joe's that morning to get bottles of water. Uh And they said, oh, what are your plans for the day? And I was like, oh, I'm moving. (laughs) I don't know. It seems kind of fun. But I wouldn't wouldn't want to disrespect those hard workers like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Slays and Dismays? Yeah. Slays and Dismays. Okay. My slay is that I'm unencumbered. Woo! I've officially been hired. And that's She's rolling. A relief. She's in her pay period. Um gonna get paid soon, which is a big relief mm-hmm. to be getting a paycheck. Um and yeah, that's my sleigh. Feeling good about that. Gonna gonna get paid, gonna get health insurance, get my life back together. Yeah. Um my dismay. It's a bittersweet. I finished a book series, and I feel empty inside. Mm -hmm. Um, Hollow. Just absolutely hollow. And it's, like, the end of the series, like, not... There's no more books coming Mm -hmm. out. There's nothing... You can't continue down this path. No. Yeah. And that is very jarring for me. Mm -hmm. So I may or may not start rereading it tomorrow. Who's to say? It's such... Like, literally, it's all you do. It's... I mean, it is your life right now. It is my life right now because it's it's summer. I don't have health insurance, so I'm not going to do anything risky. I'm going to sit and I'm going to read, and now I don't even have that. Yeah. So I'm feeling hollow inside. I miss my friends from my books. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll start a new book today. Good idea. My sleigh is... (laughs) I've had not a very sleigh week. Um, It's been a bad week. (laughs) My sleigh is looking forward Mm -hmm. to my future. It's Lollapalooza weekend. And I'm actually so curious to see what's in store for me because I've never been to a music festival before. And while I love music, I'm not sure I'm going to love the festival part. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not really, like, that's not me. Yeah. But I feel like there's a way that I can go and have it be fun for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited. I get to see some of my faves. So I'm on the edge of my seat for that. Mm -hmm. I just hope I don't burn to a crisp. Yeah. There's also a lot of other exciting things going on in the next like 10 days no because yeah we've got well we've got our world cup and they're done that said that yeah heartstopper came out today we're not gonna watch it till saturday we've got hsmtmts high school musical the musical the series season four mm-hmm. more meta than ever mm-hmm. coming out next week red right royal blue mm-hmm. and then next weekend your parents are in town and we're going to see bruce springsteen yeah we are we did not do our homework though I'm starting my homework after Lollapalooza because I've been doing my Lala homework. Mm. So this week's Bruce week. We need to work on our outfits. Yeah. Maybe we can go tomorrow. We should go to the, the thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, my dismay is that last night I tried to create my own recipe for some cookies and they tasted atrocious. I had to throw them all away. Um, I wanted to make snickerdoodles. I wanted to make a lot of things. Um, and I was missing two very key ingredients for snickerdoodles. What were you missing? Butter and cream of tartar. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, instead of butter, I'll use applesauce, but that's going to change the whole flavor profile. And leaving out cream of tartar, I've got to come up with something different. So then I was like, I'll just make like an apple cinnamon sugar, like fluffy, moist, soft cookie. Yeah. No, it was rubbery, but also hard as rock. It had no flavor, but it also tasted like so many apples. Yeah. It was fascinating. I think it was like, to me, it was like, if it, it what well, I guess maybe this is exactly what it was, but it was like if you cooked applesauce. <laughs> yes. And that's why I'm a recipe follower, not a mm-hmm. recipe developer. Mm-hmm. But you followed other recipes last night. I, I, I was cooking up a storm. Four. Four desserts I, were made. I made four whole desserts because I have to bake when I'm stressed. Yeah. To clear my mind, busy my hands. Mm-hmm be able to produce something, tell myself that I am a maker, I am a value, and then be able to clean up my mess. Mm-hmm. So satisfying. Um, and I was so stressed last night for reasons I would not be disclosing publicly. No. And it did. It helped me, though. I was much better after that. Yeah, for sure. But now we have a lot of sweet treats, so if you need a sweet treat, please come over and eat one. Please. So many. We're buried in them. Yeah. Thank honestly, thank God the cookies weren't good. No, thank God the cookies weren't good because now I throw this away. We We're have done. Cookie bars. We have lemon bars. We have almond joys. Yeah. Out the wazoo. Out the wazoo. Yeah. Um. Well, with that being said, um, we haven't plugged our social media in a while. No. It's time to plug. Time to plug. Cousintimepod at gmail.com, at cousintimepod on TikTok and Instagram, and. Awala, once again, please sponsor us. Please. Bye.